Maybe. I want to be addressed as professor at all times, too. That would be fun. You can ask that. You can request that. I mean... Will you guys call me that? No. No. I won't. Not ever. (laughs) Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Abby. And I'm Chelsea. And welcome to 3 to Beam Up. Today we are going to talk about Season 3, Episode 4, and The Children Shall Lead. So guys, in this episode, if you were Kirk, how long would it have taken you to just pull a phaser on that uh, that tall kid? So quick. <laughs> well, I have okay. So this is this is jumping ahead a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I have the note of where his bones. Why don't we just sedate them? Oh yeah, I mean, Bones <laughs> shows up at the very end and he's like, "Hey, how is everybody here?" Yeah, hey, they're crying. <laughs> it's literally, I have the note at the end where it's like, "They're crying, Jim." I don't know how it happened. I'm like, because you up for most of the episode and we don't know where you've been we don't know if you've been having issues we don't know if you've just been in your lab hanging out drinking no one knows it's boy, a mystery boy i want to think that he was just drunk the whole that time that line too that line he is essentially saying that he loves the tears of children right <laughs> well before that just to back yeah up back to back little. up to the rest of the episode because those are my last two notes on this episode so well all right, I was going to back up to when the part where killing the kids became okay, but we can back up to the beginning also. Oh <laughs> yeah, I think God. we should. We should <laughs> There's maybe, yeah, let's, maybe let's, let, okay, we've gone to the end. I didn't now say phasers on, I didn't say phasers on full. I, w- I was assuming phasers on stun, right? I, yeah, but before that, they were legit talking about killing the kids. Kirk was, which was great because it was also like early on, he had been like, we can't upset the children. And then later he's like, maybe we'll kill them. Oh, well. Yeah, that escalated very quickly. Yes, it did. It was a lot. So this is another one of these. This is another one of these good setup episodes where they uh, they're flying around and then they beam down to a planet and they find a whole bunch of bodies. Um, Oh my gosh, it is an intense opening. Like that's a that's a harsh that's a harsh like beam down. But once again. The trio landing party, is that really the best entourage for a distress call with possible fatalities? Well, they find bodies and it's like, hmm, if all these people are dead, maybe it's a virus or something. And they immediately just start manhandling all the bodies. Yeah. No, it's fine. It'll be fine. I did for for half a second when um, whoever it was, the, the the one colonist who was still alive, I did for half a second be like, did that extra move on purpose? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or... exactly. And then I was like, oh, he's supposed to be still alive. It's fine. <laughs> I actually have that exact note. <laughs> no, it's fine. So they beam down um, costume corner for a minute. I really like the devil in the dark jumpsuits. Yep, those are back. Oh, One of yeah. the many episodes they make a reappearance in. <laughs> but I noticed it because we talked about it just I mean, a few it, episodes Maybe the ago. devil in the dark cave, frankly. Uh, it is it, not, it's... but that cave is used a whole bunch in season three. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also like, uh, by like, I mean dislike, that bruised lady's bruises. Those were, it was, was it bruises? Yeah, were those bruises? They seemed like sores or like... Yeah, they were like lesions almost. It yeah, was it, very, it... I, I didn't think they were bruises. Oh, see, I thought they were just bad bruises. Bad I don't think in, anybody in makeup in is that makeup? bad at bruises. Yeah. <laughs> Even I'm not that bad at bruises, and I am terrible at stage makeup. Well, they were all, like, equally know. spaced apart, as if they were, yeah, some sort of sores. Yeah, was... Well, if we're going to stay in Costume Corner, I will also make my final comment, which is that those two-piece kids' jumpers are amazing. It's like they paid for one pattern and had to reuse it for all of them. Ugh. And then they just bought like clearance fabric. From, like, See, and I in. have the note of um, if this is fashion in the future, I'm staying right here. <laughs> Boy, if these are kids' games in the future, right? They're like, what? Well, not even the. I mean, not even the trying to take over a starship as a game, but um, the games I mean, where I they come out that. and they're like, they're playing uh, just run around in circles games. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that one kid's like twelve. Well, my question is: is like, is are these the games? Are these the games that kids actually played in the sixties? I, I don't, I don't know that I know. I I, I wasn't alive. So I mean, nor I don't, was I. I don't know. None of us were alive. Maybe they didn't have very good toys, so they just kind of ran around in circles. I guess this is or, this is what happens if they... you don't have Fortnite. I suppose. <laughs> but I was wondering maybe if that was all just being under the influence of whatever devil angel guy. The Gorgon? I, yeah. I don't know. I think they were just running around like, I think it was written by somebody who doesn't really know what children do. That's and... Well, my thought was too that like it could have been a writer in the 60s who was, let's say, 40 and was thinking about the games they played as kids in, let's say, the 30s. 1930s. Yeah. yeah. That's possible. Yeah. They, they, it was... It was it was interesting. It was a choice. They made it. They yeah, stuck yeah. to it. The weird, creepy, fisty thing that they kept doing was a thing. <laughs> uh, it was awkward. Yeah, no one liked. Didn't that. care well, they, for they it. Don't, they don't do that for a while, right? They don't do that until they get on the no. ship. No, no, it's later. It's on. It's it's later on, and and when they're taking over the ship and stuff. But can I just say how much I really despise creepy kid stuff. I just, I don't care for oh, it. Like it's not sort of stuff. Yeah, There's just... a lot of creepy kid episodes in Star Trek. There US. are, and this is just our first. This, this is just the one we've seen so far. This is maybe one of the creepiest, though. Struggling I don't to know. Think of I even like, like Charlie X. Even like he's not creepy. He's just like. No, I I'm thinking about like well, and I guess Miri is more. It's Kirk is awkward in that episode. Yeah. And I don't like it. I hate Miri. It's my probably it might be my least favorite episode ever. When we have to watch that one, I'm going to be really cranky. Um, well, Charlie X is a really good one. And yeah, we, we watch that one. I don't have... like Charlie X either. <laughs> Man, I don't X mind Charlie X. Um, but yeah, they. I don't, I don't like know what TOS was about with these creepy kid episodes because I don't care for it. I don't like well, chanting children. I, I have I have a theory, but. <laughs> We're going to get there. I think it needs to be more we'll, towards we'll the end of We got a garden You're past holding the on to there. Um, I am. But wait, can I say before we move on from this terrible planet scene that once again, there was a really young professor and he would have had to have been like 20 when he taught Kirk. Oh, was that That's the idea fair. that that was his professor? I didn't miss that. I missed that too. Oh, I thought so. I thought he was like, professor, don't you recognize me? I'm Kirk. Well, but you could just have like you could have just known him yeah i, I, I thought just, that's what i thought i just call you oh, professor. i thought the implication was it was his student oh no i thought it was just they knew each other through starfleet somehow yeah yeah like he calls him captain uh, and he calls him professor you know maybe i want to be addressed as professor at all times too I, that would be fun. you can ask that you can request that i mean <laughs> will you guys call me that no no i won't not yeah. ever <laughs> <laughs> But I hate my life. Your students, <laughs> your students would call so, you that. I mean, of course they do, but I want everyone to. That's my point. Again, you could request it. It's the same. Uh, somebody, some comedian. Yeah, people think you're about, a dick, but yeah. Somebody has a bit about Sting. I'm okay with that. Like the first time that Sting asked his friends to call him Sting, you know? <laughs> same sort of thing. <laughs> so what's Sting ask what, his friends to call that. him Sting? I mean, was, he had to at some point. That's the whole point of this bit. I forget who, whose bit this is, but I want to say like a <laughs> an, much, much older bit. I would call either of you Sting if you requested You're it. only if saying you that because you want professor. us to call you Professor. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. I would do it. All right, so I mean, I, if we were on a desert island um, and you were the Professor, I would, and I could be like Ginger or something. Okay, so That'd it's Gilligan's Island now. Oh, okay. okay. You can be Ginger and I'll be the Professor. Okay. Done. <laughs> I just want to wear evening <laughs> gowns at all times, no matter how inappropriate. Fair. That seems fine, actually. Yeah. So this is kind of a Gilligan's Island situation on this planet, right? That they are <laughs> here for no reason. Um, the planet. No, 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 no. I actually thought the backstory sort of made sense. Wait, what's the... there for an? The backstory is there is that they're there for an archaeological expedition of some society that oh, okay. disappeared, and then but then Spock like makes it weird by being like with the legend that there was a creature of unspeakable evil trapped there, and I was like, then why would you send an expedition there? Yeah, for fun. <laughs> well, I would. I mean, if I heard about an expedition and I was an archaeologist, and they were like, they say there's this crazy legend about an evil force getting loose, I'm like, I'm in. Seriously, it would be so awesome. It'd be, it's like breaking into tombs when they're like curses and stuff. Like yeah, it would be awesome. Fair. That's fair. 
So, but actually, I did think that made sense, and that I also thought it therefore made sense that they had their families with them, and that there wasn't a lot of them because if they're just there for like a couple months of archaeological research and then they're going to pack up, like it should be a small expedition. Well, do they that, have food or that sort of checks out? Food and or oxygen there? Um, sure. Presumably, it's terraformed, I and mean, I'm going to go with they might have had a replicator or something. There's those whole movies of them playing and having a picnic and stuff. It works. It's all fine. They're good. <laughs> yeah. They also didn't have, like, buildings. Or plants. Like, pres- presumably <laughs> there were Plants yeah. would be the important one. Um, yeah, I mean, these are Maybe, small points. Yes. Compared to the huge yeah, we're, we're, creeping um, plowholes that we haven't gotten to. So they bury all the people. They put some graves. Do they not know their full names? <laughs> or like when they were Apparently born or anything. Not. They not have or... files on them. And what's... Well, yeah, did they not read the briefing? Well... Because they're also really surprised that there are kids there. <laughs> Kirk never reads briefings. No, he no, this. Read like, Kirk he has never people reads for that. briefing. He doesn't know that Sarek is Spock's father that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been That's like the first thing in this briefing. That like, hey, keep in mind, your first officer is the child of the person you are meeting. Yeah, I just like how those like headstones are so nice and snazzy. And then their flag is like felt. <laughs> <laughs> is that an actual like Federation little... flag or do they? is that a one-off? It is a one-off. This okay. is the only time we see a Federation of Planets flag in the series. It kind of looks like it's announcing that there's a sale. Yeah, it does. It really, or it's like a school in the 60s and they're having a basketball game and mm, yeah. that is the flaggy wave. Nice. Um, yeah, no. I'm the, okay with that. Basically, every other time we see Federation of Planets, it's kind of the adapted UN logo that they yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get off. Which actually, I think that kind of makes sense. Yeah. As a model. Yeah. So let's get off the planet, right? Because, well, I guess there's one last thing. Wait, wait, wait. We can't get off the planet. Yeah, there's one last because thing. Because there's Kirk's Kirk, breakdown. There's Kirk in the cave, right? Yeah, his <laughs> anxiety he, attack. Where he has to face Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> and it turns out well, to be him under the mask. Yeah, he has a panic attack inside here. And then he just kind of is like, well, that was weird. I guess we shouldn't dwell on it. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> when I have a panic attack, I also just, they also kind of tend to come out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, but and I also, also clearly, kind of go, well, that sucked, and then move on. Yeah, but you're not in command of a starship. It's also clearly location triggered, right? That he goes into the cave and he's like, "Boy, I don't feel good in here." And he's like, "I feel very and anxious." Leaves, and and then as soon as he gets outside, he's like, "Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent better. Um, <laughs> I don't feel anxious at all anymore." Which I didn't like. Were the kids in the cave because they were already up on the ship, right? Yes. So who is... No, but they came out of the cave. So presumably they're immune from... Or like taken over or possessed or whatever. But what's in the cave doing it? Because the kids are the ones who are the conduit who are able to like make people feel anxious or whatever. Oh, I thought it was that dude's home. Yeah, I just thought it was exposure to like the place. Like, isn't that where Gorgon, like, lived? And that's how they kind of came into contact well, with him? Well, I that's guess we'll I talk about thought. this later, but he doesn't seem to have any direct powers. His power seems to be... Um, scamming right. scamming children and then using them as conduits. <laughs> oh, we will talk. We'll about talk about that, about that much so later. Much so much later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's odd that Kirk doesn't. He's like, we need to stay in orbit until we figure this out. And he's like, well, I guess I'm not going to look at that cave again. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of the cave, though, I will say it was slightly overacted, but I really did like Shatner's performance. Oh, sure. There. No, I liked it too. No, it's fine. I like the pulling at the clothes and like the wild face. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. kind of overacts it um, in some of these kind episodes, of. I think, to, like, um, well, I think it's, like, when there isn't, like, a lot there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it... But wait, we can't leave the planet. Oh, we're not to the ice cream scene yet? <laughs> no, because I need to talk to you, But I want ice cream. Paul. Okay, we're done. We're almost there. No, hold on. I want to know about this medical diagnosis, because I have a lot of questions for our resident psychologist. And my questions are as follows. Is that diagnosis by Bones, like, plausible? Is that, like, a real thing? What did he say? Like, lacana amnesia? Lacanina? Oh, when he lacana? starts talking about... I mean, I had some notes. <laughs> Bones is not a psychologist. Um, I mean, he Bones is... is I think I do also have the note at some point that, like, McCoy is kind of mostly right on some of these things, but not, like, all the way right. 
And he's mostly right a lot of the times when he's like, you know, lots of weird stuff can happen. Like, these kids just watch their parents kill themselves in front of them. Like, lots of weird stuff can happen. I mean, that's like, true. They could be, I buy that. They could be coping with this in lots and lots of weird ways, and we don't know. Um, and that amnesia is one, like, plausible way that I guess could happen? Uh, <laughs> that's where it's like, again, he's mostly right that, you know, it's, it's very fair that a child in that situation wouldn't want to talk about it. Um, and might just try to play with toys and like pretend it didn't happen. Um, again, that's not, and I think McCoy is making the argument that you don't know what a child is going to do in this situation because um, every child, every human is going to act differently in a situation like this, um, and children especially. So I think he's kind of just advising, like, give them a little space. <laughs> Don't just run up to them and shake them and be like, what happened to your dead parents? <laughs> um, <laughs> which happens later, by which the way. Which does happen later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, think yeah Kirk, we'll I think by the time Kirk does it, he's, he's kind of, it's kind of the right time to do it. Um, but I think McCoy's giving mostly right advice there. Yeah, there's a there's I have several notes about so child protection laws didn't exist and don't exist in the 21st <laughs> sure, century. Sure. They they because they should be getting those kids to a psychologist basically immediately. Well, or that's a what social McCoy worker. says too, right? McCoy says we should take yeah, this. That is what we McCoy should says. take these children to someone who knows how to deal with children. Um, yes, well, but he's Bones talking is... about children's health, though. He's not talking mm. about their mental well-being. He's talking I about, like, in case I don't know. I read it I, in I read both, it as both, both ways, too. I think. I think he's spot on. He's just like, these kids need to be checked out by a pediatrician. And then he's like, he doesn't say it, but he's like, I'm, like, clearly an internal medicine specialist slash xenobiologist. <laughs> like, like, I cannot handle this. Like, let's immediately take them to this place. And Kirk's like... No, let's conduct a full investigation. Yeah, and in, in in different ways, they're both right, right? Coming from different angles on it. Like, Kirk wants to know what happened, um, and this is the best place to find out. But McCoy is right that, like, you're not going to get anything out of the kids unless you get somewhere where you actually have someone who knows how to deal with kids. So, Yeah, I mean, and I will point to the fact that later when the kids, like, the, during that one scene where... McCoy is uh, in whatever room with Kirk and Spock. He just like leaves because he gets so annoyed. Yeah, with Kirk. <laughs> a few times. Oh, he man. just turns around and is just like, "Don't makes we all?" That, that okay, so, so we talk about ice cream yet? <laughs> ice cream. We can talk about ice cream. What was the purpose of that scene? Uh, no I think it was knows. just a you know kids are kids sort of scene. But my question was, um, they had like five chips, right? She has five chips in her hand. And they're like, here's a you flavor for you. Yeah, floppiness. Here's a flavor for you. Here's a flavor for you. And then there's like two left. And the kid's like, I forget what he wanted, like chocolate and pistachio marble. <laughs> and with, like with, 20 with, other with, flavors. With, with no, peaches. No, it was chocolate, pistachio, peach. Um, and, and she's like, oh, yeah, cool. That's the next card. Right? Like, what is the point of these cards <laughs> that she brought five flavors and... One was was chocolate she pistachio. Didn't combine peach. them or turn any dials. It's like one was chocolate pistachio peach. Yeah, which who eats that? I mean, chocolate pistachio, sure, I can see a chocolate pistachio, absolutely. Yeah, but add just, the peach. Why? They go. They go hog. Well, no, I'm not saying the flavor's bad. I'm saying they go hog wild with I these am. chips. Oh, I'd eat that flavor. Chocolate pistachio peach. Uh, that, sounds that sounds terrible. Disgusting. I oh, love peaches. On. I like chocolate ice cream. I like pistachio ice cream. I imagine it would be All chocolate together? pistachio ice cream swirled with peaches, warm peaches on top. Ugh, That's not no. what I thought. I thought it was also peach ice cream. I thought it was too. And well, I also he says don't chocolate pistachio like and then he says, I think peaches on top is what he says at the end. Or peaches too, maybe? I don't know. I don't. All right. Either way, Guys. I don't like it because <laughs> peaches go with vanilla ice cream. The end. Mm, that's fair. Chocolate would okay, work too, and also only bones can eat peaches. That's I true. Think we can all agree on that. <laughs> and second of all, I have much bigger fish to fry with this scene, such as one. Why is it Chapel stuck with the kids? I think we all know why. Because she's a woman. Yeah. That is why. So obviously, obviously? I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that even a question? <laughs> so just just making obvious, and then second of all, the conversation that Kirk has while eating the ice cream like and again this was i guess a question for paul like them like saying that their parents don't love them and then like the kids like chanting busy like clearly something insane is happening here right yeah but uh, again uh, to mccoy's point like 
it's something weird is happening, but the the, the busy part where they want to like they're like I don't want to have the, they're not explicitly saying it, but they're essentially saying, "Look, I don't want to have this conversation. I'm going to go play." Um, when when Kirk comes and sits down and says, "Tell me about your dead parents," yeah, uh, would not be would not be outside the expected. I'd say, right? They okay. they are acting weird. They're, they are acting. Um, I think I have the note that these kids are dumb jerks uh, around that scene. Maybe it's right after that scene, but um, they are acting suspicious in a lot of ways. But but some of it, again, they, they their parents just died, all of them, all at once on a planet that they probably didn't want to be on. Okay. It's yeah. Okay. Also, okay. So this is the first time we see the Gorgon. The Coven. Yeah. Are these kids uh, in a yeah, coven? Yeah, the Coven. By the way, seriously. <laughs> is... What? Are these kids in a coven? I think they kind are. Of. Right? I mean, I think they're kind of in a coven. I'm not sure they're witches, but it's close. It's real close. They should burn <laughs> them. Speaking of, Kirk calling a security guard for the kids is like the smartest thing oh, he's done in like yeah. nine episodes. Oh, for when, sure. he, when he has like serial killers on the ship, he doesn't post a guard. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so... But creepy children get several. <laughs> no, I thought that was a great because he kind of pauses and he's like, I should post some guards. <laughs> just in case just in case oh man yeah so the gorgon shows up and so many questions so okay so many first questions. of all for he's the worst cult leader ever oh, boy. he tells them all his plans and yep. he's very explicit in his plan giving and he bad cult leading just i yeah, mean bad not that the bad. plan makes he's sense he's a very bad cult. no it, none of it makes sense at all his plan is bad anyway but he tells his cultists his plan his like actual plan which is a terrible thing to do you manipulate your cultists it's, you don't it's he's super lucky that these children are not Stupid. just like child dumb but they're like but they're real dumb, real dumb. dumb yeah like no they're real super dumb, dumb even for well, children i was kind of interpreting it that maybe at that point they had already been taken control of or possessed See, i think or... i think this is a question that we'll keep coming back to that like i don't think the children are under his control other than no. like talking control oh see i thought they were possessed the whole oh time. No. No, no 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 i think they're just kids who are jerks and yeah. they like are they believe they don't want to be on that planet no, and the cultist dude is like sense. culty cult 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 nonsense no 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 because i think that's the only explanation for like the emotional repression of their parents death no no they don't is know that... about it they don't really because they don't they're just like yeah whatever they don't think it's real i don't think is the point or, i mean or through all dumb jerk psychopaths you know yeah that too um but I, no, uh, I definitely I, I did don't. not interpret it. That I way. definitely don't think they're possessed. Well, because if he had power to possess, he just possess the other people. He doesn't have right. He doesn't no, need the kids no, I think it. I don't think that at all. I think he can only possess the young, mm. and then get them to do his bidding. That's essentially what Bones says. No, when uh, when that conversation with Spock, Bones, or whatever, and I think Bones' exact quote is like, "Or by misleading the innocent." Yeah, misleading the innocent. Misleading them, not possessing them. It's like a Jedi mind trick more than anything. That like it yeah. works on, you know. It's, I would take Jedi mind trick. It's because like cultist, that involves some it's cultist degree. manipulation. No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's classic manipulation techniques. It, it's not. But there is no like manipulation that we saw. Yeah, he's like, hey, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to go to this cool planet, and everything's going to be cool, and you're going to get ice cream all day, and nobody's okay, going to make you go to bed. If that's the case, <laughs> and like legit, that's how this should be interpreted. Then they is this is way more messed up. Than oh I'm yeah, thinking. it's a oh no, it's super, super messed, messed up episode. Because I think with my explanation, with that they've been like somewhat possessed or like or like mind controlled in some way, like that makes them way better. No, I, oh, no, this is straight up emotional abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm, I'm happy right. on that one. All right. Well, I still have so many questions oh, yeah, yeah. with this guy. Um, should we talk about them, or are we just gonna? Should we just list them because we have no answers? <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I mean, like, I, yeah, I can go for it, Chauncey. Like, who is this guy? How did they learn the summoning? Where is he from? Is he from that planet? Does he just live in that cave? What is his plan? Is his plan to hold just Hold on, like, hold on. We, you've got some answerable ones. So, <laughs> yeah, actually, some of those are answerable. Yeah, he do, yes, he lives on the planet. Um, he, but is that where he's from? Yes. Probably. Um, so, like, so he destroyed the civilization that was there. Most the likely. Archaeological yeah, dig. Seems like it. So, like, so how did the civilization even, like, come up? I think it's one of those like 
great power corrupts. Maybe maybe he's an AI or something, feels. right? They built the AI that was crazy, and then he, the AI destroyed the civilization. Or does he like travel planet to planet like this, like on on starships, right? He doesn't seem to have the power to tra- travel interstellar. Uh, no, and he's trying to get them to transport him to another place. So it yeah, stands this, to reason he went to that planet on another ship. This has a super Star Trek five vibe to it, right? Yes. Yes. Also, like I think they yeah, and they talk about that on Memory Alpha too. Oh, I didn't read that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he tells the kids his plan. Like he's going to go to a super populated planet and then start taking people over. So, so why, so is his plan is to commit genocide. How does that help him? No, I think he's trying to build an army. Yeah. Of children specifically. Yeah, whatever. Whoever is there. Okay. And then, okay. But then what does the army do? Just go to more places and create and kill more people? Yeah, I think he's uh, a bigger army. Right. I think he's chaotic evil, right? Yeah, I think that's true. Um, he just wants to, you know, it's cause chaos to cause chaos. It's not one of those gray areas. He's just like a pretty pure villain. Yeah. He doesn't have shades of gray. He's just black. Yeah. Which I think is also problematic, but not. Well, it's boring. It's boring. It is boring, but not what I'm alluding to. What I'm alluding to is that it just doesn't make sense on top of being very black and white. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. Can can he... It, later, when they summon him on the bridge, um, can he see Kirk? Yes. Because yes. he's like talking. I think so. Well, the second time he can. But the first time he's like, oh, my children, here's our plan and it's going to be so great. Keep doing what you're doing. No, I love the, <laughs> the my favorite part about when he's summoned on the bridge is the enemy have discovered our operation. I'm like, yeah, because you got summoned on the yeah. bridge in front of it, everybody. That one, yeah, yeah, like literally they're right there. That one felt like a pre-recorded <laughs> message. It was so where, like, It felt like a video game where you hit an action trigger uh, and then you got a, a speech from someone that like, oh no, the enemy has found us. Um, yeah. Because he's not taking into account anything that is happening around him. It was very um, weird. It also wasn't clear if Kirk could see him the first time, but... Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of it makes sense. However, I did learn, so the person who plays the Gorgon, um, Melvin Belly, was the father of Steve, the the actor who played the kid Steve, the tall kid. Hmm. The tall ginger. Um, he was not an actor. He was actually a famous defense attorney. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, that accounts for his performance. Um, yeah, yeah Roddenberry was so mad about the performance and hated it so much, he insisted on the voice modulation and the green glow effect. Wow. Which probably was a good call. The green glow was helpful. Uh, yeah, I think so. But the this attorney dude, Melvin Belly, I, I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but it looks like it. Um, he's the guy who defended Jack Ruby, the the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Hmm. FYI. Yeah, so it was a thing. And pretty much all of the cast were mad because they're like, he's not an actor. Why did you do this? Yeah, how did he get that part? <laughs> they. It was a stunt cast. It was He was the dad of the kid, and he, it was a stunt cast. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so that was a thing. By the way, uh, <laughs> this isn't uh, to go back just a touch. Um, Kirk's base is two red shirts in this episode, right? Yes, he does. <laughs> They're super <laughs> dead. Oh, yeah, he does. Why would the tele like Spock says? Oh yeah, I can't use the teleporter because I can't lock on to where it wants to be. And it's like, yeah, but it will send them. <laughs> but it will space. send them into space. Yeah, I had that too. I like, was like, yeah, wait, so they could beam <laughs> them down to non-existent coordinates. But they couldn't beam yeah. up. It was a question okay. of like what the coordinate system is. Like there must be well, a search for they... like coordinates um, position from ship or position from planet. Yeah, exactly. And, they just had it and on like, ship. is there no safeguard to like I don't know not send them into space? Well, <laughs> it, yeah. You're... Well, and why wouldn't they still be saved like in the buffer, like how they save a yeah. bunch of people on TNG? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, because they made it through the whole transmission, they're out there. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was weird. But was, was weird. the teleporter chief, uh, transporter chief there, was he under the influence? Or, or was he just, like, really bad at his job? I think he was. Because I could see that well, maybe well, he was under the, monitors, the influence. He might have been under the influence, but I think by that point, most of the monitors were shown, or, or no, I guess they weren't. No, because they turned yeah, it he's on. He's under the influence. No, they weren't, because it was, yeah, okay, yeah, never mind. No, I don't know. Makes... He's just bad at his job. Yeah. But it would make a lot more sense if, if he, he was. was under control. It, <laughs> yeah. and, yes. Because Kirk isn't the one who presses the button. And, like, if it was Sulu, Sulu, he'd be thinking, oh, I'm still around the planet or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that would make sense. But I love how Spock just like pushes the guy aside. Like Spock's just an expert in all things. I mean, yeah. Well, he's he is. an expert at not <laughs> celebrating people in space. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, so back to that part. So apparently, the kids are just allowed to wander the bridge. Yep. Yeah. Which is how is... they end up taking over the ship. And while we're on that, um, ha- so the kids get powers. For whatever reason and however. Yep. Okay. And so, but they can only affect one person at a time with their weird, like, fist thing? Well, they can, it's not like a concentration, concentration-based spell, because they're, like, he, the one kid is controlling Sulu, Chekhov, and Uhura. Um, and he has to, like, refresh the spell every once in a while, I guess. Yeah. But So it's like the Imperious Curse. Yeah, I think so. So it's like a bad Imperious Curse. Okay, and then are they, like, targeting, like, when they're on the bridge specifically, are they, like, targeting people I with these specific things? Or are so. they, like, are they living their worst fears? I think they're targeting. But maybe Be- partially? Because, like, is you hers worst fears that she's, like, old and ugly? And then, like, Sulu's, I mean, yeah, like, the Sulu's sword? super scared of knives, huh? Sulu's, yeah, Sulu does not <laughs> want those knives. In space. But, like, I mean, Kirk's, I think, actually makes sense. He's most yeah, scared yeah. of losing command. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that whole... Which... But it raises the question of, like, they, they're they painting this picture that what they're doing is making them live their fears, and then that controls them? But that's not what they were doing at the start. Well, they kept saying, like, the beast inside, the beast inside. And the only reason the episode is not called The Enemy Within, which they say multiple times, <laughs> is because there already was an episode yeah. called The Enemy Within. Yeah. <laughs> what is this one? This is, oh, and the children shall eat it. And the children shall eat for whatever. Because um, reasons. Because reasons. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't seem it. like they're using fear the whole time. Um or consistently, or that, so is, or that fear would make them do the things they're doing. Right. So it's like a combination of like fear and paralysis, but, and but anxiety also, and panic attacks, and but like Sulu's a good example. Like he he thought they were in front of the planet, and when people tried to stop him, or Scotty, the same way that like Scotty, yeah, it's not, it's not consistent. Fearful, yeah. right? Or I guess he's fearful that something's going to happen to the Enterprise. Maybe Scotty is the one that makes the most sense, but. Well, yeah, no, no, like uh, Chekhov and Sulu, you're right. At first, they're just, they're um, they're controlled by being convinced of like. No, we're totally orbiting this planet. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Boy, that fight scene with uh, Scotty, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that one too. Doesn't the Vulcan nerf, uh, neck pinch knock you out for a while? It should. Because he like theory, pinches that yes. guy and then <laughs> the, He's they're up like, again. like, boy, yeah. we've got to take you away. So we're, you're going to walk. Um, yeah, maybe he can undo, like, maybe maybe Spock can undo it. Oh, that was a fight. That, that was a fight with Chekhov, not Scotty. That's right. They fight a lot of people this episode. They do. There's lots of fights. Gratuitous fights. Per huge. Per huge. Yeah, I also like how Kirk like attacks like two people and Spock has one. Be great if Kirk and Spock had phasers. Yeah. yeah. Why is their first plan not to just stun these kids? Right. Or like fill the bridge with sleeping gas or something. Or anything. There are so many solutions that they do not think of. Anything, a number of things that would have made sense. Yeah, a hypo spray, a yeah. nerve pinch. They could have found uh, out where Bones was and like <laughs> <laughs> just like talking to them. I mean, eventually, like that's the conclusion they come to, but it takes a really long time. It really does. No, the conclusion they eventually come to is: Look, here's some videos. Remember how much fun you had with your parents, and now they're dead. Yeah, they said they, he said well, we have some pictures. You want to do you want to look at yeah, these pictures? No, and that's like video. those aren't pictures. That's 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 a that's video. But motion. okay, man. Yeah, I think Bones the whole time was just like in in sick bay like, binging strangers things or something. I think so. Like <laughs> I, I really do. I no, think Bones... I like to think he was intoxicated and he was just. I think he was drinking a lot because Kirk like didn't listen to him again, <laughs> again. He, he did. And he's just like, I hate my job. I'm gonna drink like this whiskey. Yeah. Or no, his mint juleps or whatever. Bourbon. <laughs> it's definitely bourbon. bourbon. So I think the only the questions I have left on this episode are the questions you were asking about, like how this works, like. If this guy well, has any powers, if the kids have powers, if they're just conduits right. for his power, um, 
And is Kirk just like Harry Potter? Does the can he just like throw off the imperious curse? And are Apparently, you, yes. Also, are, Spock. And so so can Spock. Yeah. Well, I wondered if Spock ever was Spock? actually under the influence because, or if he was just kind of playing along. He seemed he was fought at it that did, that one point, clear. right? He reached his hand yeah. and he. Um, it makes sense that Spock would be immune to this. Yes, right? it does. Or would be able to shake it off fairly quickly. My, right, because he has mind powers. My read was that Spock shook it off. Kirk was on the bridge under it, and Spock just pulled him into the turbo lift yeah. and got him out of there. And yeah. then uh, once he Where wasn't there... they have that there, super homoerotic scene. I also had that note. I was like, now kiss. <laughs> it I know, can't like you... Like, I just was like, title nine, title nine. <laughs> like, yeah. Kirk, again, have you not had your training? No, he never. <laughs> he doesn't read things, and he doesn't do training. So... So yeah, I think Kirk. But, I think Kirk getting uh, out of it at that point makes sense. Then the question is like, maybe the kids think he's still under control, or maybe he's then. Yeah. Maybe you're immune to it once you realize what's happening. So I think that Kirk actually being like Harry Potter and throwing off the Imperius curse also does sort of make sense because that's like, um, is that episode called The Side of Paradise? Oh, is uh, that, that one. Spore, Spore planet. planet. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's the only one who can like throw that one off. Too. Yeah, that was anger. Yeah, but somehow he's, like, able to throw off these, like, mind control things when even Spock succumbs. <laughs> I don't know, man. So I guess at least it's consistent, except not really, because no. he can't throw off it in Plato's stepchildren. No, this 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 episode doesn't make any sense, and it's not very good, and I don't care for it. <laughs> no, I agree with all that. I, I, so, boy, I think I'm, I, so the question would be, how strong is this guy? And, uh... I don't know. I, I don't know where don't even care. to start, right? I, like, there are space powers for sure. I don't know what they are or how they work. But I don't think the like writers a... know what they are or how they work. No, it doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Maybe, yeah, I mean, we've got, like, aliens and psychotropics. This kind of is acting more like a psych- psychotropic than anything. Which I think Spock sort of suggests at the beginning... But Spock always like tosses out some things and is like, you know, this is something, something. And Kirk is always like, is it possible? <laughs> when you watch that, when you watch for that wording from him, he'll be like, and I've used so it's many really different funny. examples, right? Like, is it possible that this whole planet is is imaginary? <laughs> like, like, You're I, like, well, I, I yeah, guess, I guess it's guess possible. Is possible? it possible that this whole scenario is a very specific thing that I'm about is to it, say, but it, it's going to end up being true? Yeah. Is it possible I'm these awesome. kids aren't children? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is it possible it's that Spock's McCoy like, is drinking yes? right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was just deleted, that uh, conversation. Man. <laughs> yeah. Taking bones so, to AA. <laughs> so, is this guy up there with, like, the SETI three plants and the vampire cloud? Well, and, and no, but I think he's he worse is really at dangerous. It. He's worse no, at it. he's but... already destroyed a whole planet. Yeah. That was the whole point of that archaeological dig. Yes, I don't know. But obviously he was, like, he can't do anything for himself, though. So maybe, I feel like... Maybe he's just, like, a evil, like, ghost grifter that... Went to a planet that had a legend and then just kind of, you know, snuck his way into it, you know, Muad'Dib'd it. Um, I don't know, guys. I think he's really similar to the Spores. He's like Dread Pirate Roberts, you know. Yeah, my the original legend, but... (laughs) My my thought would be um, that if the Spores were here, the kids would be taken over by the Spores. For sure. Oh, yeah. Which then then the question is like, Vampire Cloud. It's him versus Vampire Cloud then. It kind of is. He is. He did kind of remind me of Vampire Cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, he seems too. not corporeal, right? Otherwise, he'd just be touching stuff. Yeah. Or is he just like a projection from somewhere else? Yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. It, he could live in the cave, and, and and like the anxiety could just be like a spell to keep people away from yeah. like finding him. But that doesn't make sense because he wants to go places. Yeah. 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 Uh. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better if he was like the plants and he made people happy? Right. <laughs> the 
that's what I mean. Like, what his planet, his like plan is to kill people for what purpose? For yeah, let's toss that out there, right? If you had the same person, but instead of um, making people just have their fears, you made them feel uh, anything they wanted, you'd get a lot further in the galaxy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, he's just a really bad monster. Exactly. Which is basically, again, the Omicron study three plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they felt like they'd already used that plot, so they had to make this one different. When has it ever stopped the original series? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> above or below Vampire Cloud? Uh, Below Vampire Cloud, I That's think. That's kind of what I was thinking. All right, then I don't have to vote. Because even Vampire, Vampire Cloud, Cloud was like, had something, that was a more interesting <laughs> This is such a boring episode. I sat there watching it going, I'm I'm done with this <laughs> so many times. Like, how much longer is this going to last? And then the kids were creepy, and I didn't like it. And then I, and then more things happened, but didn't really do anything. And I, I, was, I just wanted to be done with it. Okay, okay. So that leads me to the point I was talking about that I had at the beginning of this episode. Uh, so there are a lot of times where there's a bad episode in TOS. And even though it's bad, I like it and so let me give an example an example is like plato's stepchildren sure like you guys don't or at least at the time said you didn't really like that episode and like objectively i know you're right i know that's a bad episode but i still really like it and i think that maybe during that episode i didn't really articulate why but i've reflected now as opposed to this episode which is a bad episode and i really hate it and i think the difference here is and specifically with this episode is that the underlying themes are just so deeply disturbing and problematic that that's what draws me away from this. Well, what is the theme here? Well, so I thought that the underlying theme here is that, like, in this case, children, but I think it's a metaphor for, like, the young adolescents, the, like, the youth of America, are just, like, so easily, like, led astray and drawn to evil, and they should just, like, be submitting to the older people, and the older people know what's right, and it's but, basically a hippies metaphor. But that turned out not to be true. That was the opposite of the thing. Because they shouldn't listen to the monster. Yeah, they shouldn't listen to the creepy old dude with the van who rolled yeah. up with a bag of candy. No, that they <laughs> should have listened to their is. parents all along. They should have listened to their parents and to, like, the Enterprise crew and basically all the, like, rational adults. And they shouldn't be, like, subjected to the ideas of an outsider. And, like, okay, in this episode, yeah, he's, like, a creepy character, and he's bad, but he's also very two-dimensional and shallow. And so, like, if he had any dimensionality whatsoever, like, you can imagine how I'm reading this is as, essentially, it could be read as a metaphor. Like, I really think, like, a hippie metaphor. Like, yeah. the youth are being led astray, at, whereas it invalidates them. Like, their concerns were real. And sure, the children don't, like, really have real concerns, but they kind of do. Like, when they're like, oh, our parents don't love us. And, I mean, are they being spoiled brats? Yeah. Probably. They're, they're like, <laughs> dumb jerks. <laughs> they're like... Yeah, I mean, I see that. I still see it as that sort of metaphor. As opposed to something, like Plato's stepchildren, where, like, the underlying message there is that, like, um, uh, like power corrupts. And were led to sympathize with Alexander and to take down the establishment, essentially. Alexander makes that episode, I think, right? Yeah, he does. does. There's no Alexander in this one. Um, No. I think think they're very different episodes. I I think this one is weak because there's... It's not bad because they took a swing at something and kind of missed around the edges. It's bad because they didn't... you know, this is like the, they watched a third strike just come across the plate. Um, that they didn't try to do anything in this episode, right? There, yeah. there isn't a point to this episode. Yeah, and I there think, really I think isn't. Putting a metaphor on it is being very generous to the writer that that he was actually trying to come across. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I don't know that it's being generous to them at all because I think this is probably all subconscious, and I think it's especially true. It, it like, would have could have been in killing like, the children. It could have been in the zeitgeist of the of the time. I would I would grant right. That, I don't like, know. I really I. I just, I don't like it at all for that reason. And like I said, I like a lot of bad episodes. Uh, another one I we like, all I really do. like, like the empath. I like the world is hollow. Like those are terrible episodes and those are both season three terrible. Yeah, no, I, there are plenty of episodes of Star Trek that I know objectively are not good, but I still enjoy watching them. But that's because of different reasons. It can be for the acting. It can be for like just they're bonkers and insane and fun. 
Or it's something like this with Children Shall Lead is just, it's not a good episode for any reason. Like, the acting's not that great. The story is confusing and doesn't make any sense. It, yeah, it can just and, be like, bad writing. And, like, it just doesn't writing. have a purpose. Right? It's just bad writing. I guess it is, but I, I, I'm trying to articulate this sort of deeper point I, I, as to just why I don't think, I think it deserves it, Chelsea. Yeah, I think, I think that's where I'm at. That, like, <laughs> the writer didn't have to be trying to write a, a huge allegory for their times. They, they could have just been writing something that didn't make sense. Yeah, but I think it's just a bad episode. I think yeah. it's just poor writing and lazy writing. I don't think... I mean, I, th- I think that too. I think but you're I, giving I, it too much credit. And I think I you're do thinking too think... hard about it. I, well, that's like, that's what I have a PhD in, you guys. That's why I'm on this podcast. Like, no, that's what I do. I read into like societal... You're on this podcast because Paul was bored and said, let's do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think that, like, that's my purpose here. Like, I'm the, like, cultural metaphor person. (laughs) And Paul's, like, the science person. You're the cynic. (laughs) I think we have two cynics. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying... I don't like those undertones, regardless of whether or not they were conscientious. And for that reason, I find it especially problematic and bad. I just don't like this episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you think we have bingo? Absolutely not, under no circumstances. There is a Vulcan... Well, no, actually, there were several cliches. I don't think it's enough. McCoy says he's dead captain... But not he's dead. Jim. Oh, that counts. That counts. Huh. Is it on there? It's not he's dead, Jim. Um, That's clearly in the spirit of he's dead. I don't Jim. think there's a bridge shaker. The engines don't work. Weapons never don't work. There's, uh, there's no. There's a recurring character. There is a recurring character. Red shirts die. Um, Red shirts die. Bones should have been drinking. Bones should have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't think Spock says fascinating. Spock might say fascinating down on the planet. Or interesting. I think interesting is another one he could say. Maybe it's interesting. Um, Can we put a bingo space for Spock and Kirk almost kiss? (laughs) I think that's everything. She laughs having already added it? (laughs) Yeah, that's probably in this one. I, I go with no. Boy, I mean... I feel like no too, but I'll play devil's advocate and say yes. <laughs> so you you name most of the ones we did get. Uh, there's a recurring ass actor. Um, Leslie shows up. Um, mm-hmm. Red shirts die. Vulcan neck pinch. There are space powers. There's space a captain's log. Nurse Chapel's there. Oh yeah, Nurse Chapel. Chekhov too. Yeah, but we don't have a square for Chekhov. Chekhov's a regular character. <laughs> um, uh, so, but no, we didn't get bingo. They weren't. There were several, but it wasn't a lot, really, which is really surprising because usually the worst episodes have more cliches. But this one was not. This was was not a heavy cliche episode, which I guess speaks well of it. It's like the only good thing about this episode yeah. is it wasn't heavy I mean, on the cliches. I could have. I could have used way more cliches. I think that might have redeemed this. A little I bit. mean, if McCoy at the end came onto the bridge holding a drink. Right, or if, or if Spock had said fascinating at one point, that would have been nice, because yeah. he had several opportunities and it never came he up. didn't, yeah, I agree. If Uhura could have sung because she was under the influence of something, that would also have been great, but no. Yeah, that, I mean, that raises a point, right? We talked about it a little earlier, but so she's just looking at a mirror and seeing herself um, old. Like, there has to be something else that's happening. Like, if that's all you saw, you'd turn away from the mirror, right? Well, she was That's like what... talking about how it was. She's like, "I see my death," is what she was saying. Or like, so, like also, why does she like... have a mirror there all of a sudden? Yeah. I think it was part of the illusion. Sure. Uh, so the, the mirror wasn't there. Screen, yeah, yeah, the mirror wasn't real. Okay, I guess that makes sense. It doesn't, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't have to, right? <laughs> Nothing in this episode makes sense. Nothing here has to make sense. Well, yeah. Then in that case, she does have to sort of be mind controlled, which I thought made more sense with Sulu too. Like, why didn't they just leave? Yeah, it was all very confusing. Or shut their eyes. Again, nothing down. makes sense. This is a no, bad episode. Have to, yep. <laughs> I think it's worse than a bad episode. I think that's what I'm trying to articulate. So you're like you're it's saying... not just bad in acting and in content and in dialogue and in plot, but it's also bad in like proselytizing message. And that's what I think I find the most offensive. 
Yeah, like there's so always making, a message behind all of these. Yeah, you're making the case that if there is a message here, it's worse than if they had just written pure gibberish. Yes, like I would rather just have nonsense or like a news report or just like crap than have like something with what I perceive as like basically a bad, a bad message, a bad morality a bad proselytizing sort of thing. Yeah, and I think Abby's argument is that it is just a bad episode. and <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I think we all can agree that there's usually some sort of message or something behind it. And I think if there's going to be one, that is pretty much the only way to read it. I mean, what's the other well, message? What about... Like, don't listen to, like, space critters. But some don't have messages. <laughs> like, what about the time travel one where they saved that airline pilot? Like, the message is don't travel back in time and screw with stuff. But, like, is that really <laughs> the message? No. Yeah, I can't. It's, it's just fun sci-fi, right? They're just Ugh, trying to write... Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> They're but just trying I'm to write sure fun sci-fi. <laughs> no, I think there's usually... I think there is... I, I would agree that message. probably half the episodes have good... Like, not good messages, but try to have messages. Um, but half are just sci-fi. Yeah, I No, agree. no, that one... No, 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 no. I, now that I thought about it for a hot second, that is clearly a Cold War metaphor that that whole episode so yeah there's a message and the message is oh wait or am i thinking of the commies yeah Shoot, thinking i'm thinking one, yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about american no, yeah, I, was also, I was like, <laughs> I was wait, like wait were there was there anything that was such a bad episode oh please draw something better from the hat yeah let's get to the hat <laughs> yeah let's seriously let's let's stop let's get to the hat i'll and think on that into a circle. we have to figure uh, out what the message right. is of next week's episode <laughs> Yeah, maybe it'll be a better episode and we won't have to have these weird conversations again. I would really Personally, like Personally, no, I enjoy these conversations more than all <laughs> others. Oh my gosh, you guys. That uh, sounds hopeful. Uh, well, well, it's kind of, um, this is kind of a cheat episode for us. Because Cat's it's paw. Cat's Paw. <gasps> Yay! Um, dear listener, oh uh, when we started talking about doing this podcast together, we decided to just kind of pick an episode and do it and watch it and make a pilot. And Cat's Paw, um, which is a season two, episode seven, um, was the episode we chose and we watched. So um, next time, I guess you guys. I guess will we'll hear... have to figure it out. Maybe we'll maybe we'll air that pilot now and then air something yeah, else that we, we talk about the pilot. I think we should. I think maybe air the pilot. And um, we can Have return to you and we can do an add-on for the end, yeah, for the yeah, end yeah. I think. I think that's the, the way to do it. Um, so next time, you guys, you can hear our earliest talking about Star Trek together. Well, not really, because we've Boy, talked about Star Trek together as horrible. people. Um, but yeah, probably. <laughs> it's going to be real bad. Uh, but... <laughs> But the conversation, I remember, being lovely. So uh, go ahead and watch Cat's Paw, which is, again, season two, episode seven. Um, and then come back to us and listen to our very early recording uh, and talking about that. And then we'll um, come back and do a little tag at the end and say hey and pick the next episode. So, yeah. So, uh, guys, don't forget to follow us on our social medias. Uh, your social media of choice, Twitter is at Beam3, Instagram is 3toBeamUp, Facebook is our 3toBeamUp is the page to like, and please subscribe if you think we're cool, give us a rating, all that kind of fun stuff, um, and we'll see you next time with Cat's Paw. <laughs>